Attention, everyone. Hello and welcome to the second installment of Kaiju Commentaries. My name is Kyle and I'm the controller and host of the Kaiju Cast. I have to make this kind of quick because there's a chance, albeit small, that there are people actually sitting in a theater with their iPods at the ready, just waiting to watch King Kong vs. Godzilla. We've got the movie paused here at the HQ and just before it's just before the classic Universal logo. So if you're listening at home, cue the film to just before that logo and hit play when you hear Godzilla's roar. And if you're watching in the theater, maybe cue this up to that point so that you can uh, do the same. And uh, let's get to it. And joining me here in the KaijuCast screening room, we have my co-host, Jeff Dean. Hello. And other co-host, Heather Brask. What's that? I'm, I'm sorry, I was looking at Twitter. Uh-huh. Anyway, we are just about to start the movie here. Uh, basically, if you have the movie queued up, the Universal logo has not played yet. So we're going to do that. We're going to hit play on the device right now. Good to see the old logo, the old Universal logo. Yes, it was Universal International. I always have such strange thoughts when I see things like that, because that was obviously, you know, they had a little model that they were using for that, and I just just had the thought, I wonder whose job it was to dust that. Miniature work. Like, I guess they only needed to shoot it once, but like, yeah. <laughs> I just picture, you know, like a big, like, you know, like, oh, Antarctica is all dusty. So uh, this was directed by Shiro Honda, produced by Tomiyuki Tanaka, written by Shinichi Sikazawa. The original score, although you won't hear much of it, is from Akira Fukube. Originally, this was released in Japan on August 11th, 1962. The English scenes were shot, and then the film was re-edited and released in the U.S. on June 17th, 1963. Uh, the project was initially called... Uh, it was initially from Willis O'Brien, and it was called Frankenstein vs. Uh, Prometheus, or actually King Kong vs. Frankenstein. And uh, there's a whole big long story that I really want to talk about for that. Uh, it was taken to different studios, and uh, John Beck initially took hold of it and said that uh, he would get it to a studio. And then uh, they changed the title to King Kong versus Prometheus, which was uh, they they were afraid they couldn't get the actual name Frankenstein through Universal. It's kind of an interesting idea too. The original idea they had for that story of uh, um, King Kong meets Frankenstein. They were going to have Carl Denham bring Kong to San Francisco and meet up with the grandson of Dr. Frankenstein who's built a giant monster and they were going to do battle. Do you think that would have worked? It would have been fun. It would have been fun, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. Well, you know, they initially tried to get this done as a stop-motion film Aww. and a lot of the... Uh, uh, a lot of the studios, they just balked at the price of what a stop-motion film would have cost, and so that's why John Beck took it overseas, and eventually it landed in the in the lap of Toho. Now, this this shot here with the the satellite in quotation marks is actually from Mysterians. This is the um, which is from 1957. This is the Mysterians uh, outer space station. This guy. Uh, the, the uh, 
the guy from uh, Santiago, Chile. <laughs> He's uh, uncredited in the movie. He's like one of the only guys who who doesn't have a doesn't have a role to fill. Did they just grab a guy off the street? Maybe. I like He's how good. they all hold their the earpiece up to their ear, though. Yes. The, all these scenes were shot, you know, specifically to move the story along. Yeah, for the American version. Yeah, and Eric Carter. I mean, this is uh, you know the guy who's who's uh, our news intro is is uh, is from this movie. And uh, he's, I think he does a pretty good job, to be perfectly honest. The whole thing is fairly laughable in, in general terms. And the studio they have set up here with the, the, the newsroom is filled with stuff that you can get at like a dime store. <laughs> and uh, it's not very realistic. Like the map has the folds in it. <laughs> and um, you've got... Uh, the flag is nice. The flag is good. And then later on, Did we've they got just even more things. Did paint that on the wall? Is that real? Oh, no, it's real. Okay. Ah, the berries. <laughs> I, uh, I really like how Eric Carter has to do all this stuff, like pick up the berries. Anyway, he was- They make uh, his hands look huge. He probably does have huge hands. He a big dude? <laughs> I don't know. You but probably don't have that in your notes. I'm sorry. No, but. it doesn't say. I just know he's played by Michael Keith, who uh, is a bit part television actor from the 50s and 60s, and he really only has about 10 acting credits uh, to his name there. I'm and I, I do like this introduction of Dr. McKino's berries, uh, and, and this is pretty much how, how we're introduced to King Kong in the film. And as ham-fisted as it is, it actually does a decent job of setting up the very next scene, which takes place in Japan. And this film, in my opinion, really almost feels like a King Kong film. Yeah, it, I think that's I think that's probably because it was developed from a King Kong script. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, they they took it to Japan, and then uh, Sekizawa rewrote the entire thing. Here comes one of my favorite, the introduction of one of my favorite characters in the film. The this head introduces, of the, yeah, the head of the pharmaceutical company pharmaceutical who is just... Mr. Taco, played by, uh, that guy is played by Ichiro Arishama. This also introduces our, our two main characters on the left-hand side, Sakurai and, cow uh, oh, man, I hate it when I do this, lose my notes. Uh, Sakurai is played by... Tadao Takashima and uh, Ken Saburo is played by Yu Fujiki. And those guys are actually comedic actors. And it should be noted that this film is actually a comedy. It was shot in Japan as sort of a satirical look at the way that uh, corporations and uh, pharmace <laughs> like pharmaceutical companies uh, are dealing with the new medium of television. And, uh, it's, and these guys here... Uh, are are very well known comedic actors in in Toho's films. Yeah, they really come across as almost like an Abbott and Costello type team, especially when was, they're on the island. I was kind of thinking of the old like kind of Bob Hope. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah Bob Hope, Bing Crosby. Exactly, the you know shenanigans that they would get into those kind of those trips, those movies. They just you know we didn't have so much song and dance in this one, but that's that's what it really makes me think of. Yeah, they they're good though, and these guys actually play in several other movies together. Um, this the the most prominent one I can think of is uh, Atragon. Atragon. These guys play like sort of like a photography duo, and they get sucked into the storyline of Atragon. It's really great. Without imagination, 
so one thing you don't see in this is uh, the American version does not show you the, the television show that they're talking about. The television show is actually called Wonderful World Series, and it is, uh, it's basically like a, a science television show that their, their company is sponsoring. So this introduces two new characters as well. That is Kenji Sahara, who plays Fujita, and uh, the woman is Mie Hama, <clears throat> who plays uh, Fumiko, which is uh, Sakurai's sister. And Bond fans will recognize Mie Hama as Kissy Suzuki in You Only Live Twice. Oh, yes. Uh, she was also Madame Piranha in King Kong Escapes. And Kenji Sahara is obviously a staple of Godzilla films, having appeared in like 13 uh, films and even more of Toho's other science fiction films. Sort of a quote, clever, unquote introduction of a plot point by giving him the steel thread. Yes. That may... I'm in handy later. <laughs> later, it might happen. It I might thought happen. it was really heavy doodle heavy duty dental floss. <laughs> you don't want to floss your teeth with steel though. No, I I don't think so. Back to Eric Carter in the news. This is one of my favorite parts too, the captain in in, in the uh submarine. Yeah, so one of the changes from the Japanese version that some people feel is better in this film is that the subplot of the nuclear sub, the Seahawk, uh, all of those scenes from the Japanese version were sort of spread out, and so they were stitched together and rearranged to make one long scene uh, that's sort of interrupted by these newsroom scenes. Too bad it's not latitude zero. Am I right, you guys? Yes. Am I right? Woo! Okay. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so something, something weird I want to note with, with this scene is that uh, there's no Japanese in this particular scene, but every single one of these people has been redubbed by an American voice actor. Yeah. I don't know if any of them are famous, but it's pretty obvious. The difference between watching the Japanese version and watching the American version... Uh, the captain talks like this, and he's very, <laughs> very deep, very strong voice. And all, like I said, all these things have been sort of rearranged. The American version, basically John Beck came in and watched the Japanese cut of the film and did not like it. He was like, this is not ever going to play in America. So he needed to uh, do what they did in the very first Godzilla film, which was, uh, you know, add American scenes. Add a bunch of white people? Yeah, totally. So the mustached scientist is Harold Conway. He's a Caucasian actor who was living in Japan at the time. And they've used him in the Mysterians and Battle in Outer Space. Uh, he was in Mothra and also Mothra versus Godzilla too. Does he have a reoccurring character that he plays or does he just show up? No, he's di he plays different characters okay. every time. A lot of times what happens is... Uh, uh, Americans who live in Japan will will sign up to be extras and so forth in in Japanese films. But there's like two of them, so that you just keep seeing them. There, yeah. I mean, essentially, there's uh, you'll see a lot of well, you'll see a fair amount of Caucasian extras 
but then you'll get some people that get like rec- not recurring roles, but they'll they'll be recurring actors who come back and are on several movies for, from that studio. So, uh, how bad of a of a submarine pilot do you have to be to run into a freaking iceberg? <laughs> is that is that out of the question? Is they, that, well, they were they were all busy looking at that other one. Oh, the pretty light. The one that was glowing. They're Whoops. Like, there's like, there's not other stuff out here, right? They think somebody peed. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got nervous <laughs> when we hit the iceberg. See, he's a good actor. He's sure that a rescue party will come look for them. Oh, crap. Here we go. This is where everything starts to fall apart for the submarine crew. Look, the guy's name tag is falling off his shirt. It's a bad scene, man. You can't have nice things. <laughs> Don't go up there. It's full of water. <laughs> uh, now he says. Yeah, abandoned ship and they're in a submarine. We're, we're underwater. Yeah. Oh, no, look. He's trying to kill us all. Oh. And there's the classic Godzilla roar. So... Th- I, I want to note something here. Just a tiny little footnote here. So um, later on, you'll hear Eric Carter say something that sort of alludes that no one has has ever seen Godzilla before, but clearly Godzilla has been seen before. And the fact that he's in an iceberg is actually continuity from the last film Ew. where he was trapped in ice and then he peed in the water, I guess. But, he uh, peed in the water. Well, you know, when you're frozen for a long time, I mean, yeah, exactly. you, you got to go. <laughs> uh, so the helicopter pilots know who Godzilla is because yeah, they say, look, it's Godzilla, yeah, they, which they haven't done yet, but here we go. Yeah, they, they immediately recognize who it is. Exactly. And then everyone's like, who's that? Maybe they're just much older than they uh, they appear. Aw. Yay, Godzilla. Aww. That's a good shot. Kyle, I'm going to make you a birthday cake like that. That would be awesome. <laughs> September, I can't wait. Yep. The world is stunned. See, this is Yay! another clip from the Kaiju Cast intro and stuff. But this is where Eric Carter's saying, like, the world is stunned that giant creatures exist in the 20th century, but they really shouldn't be stunned because uh, we've already got not only Godzilla and Godzilla Raids again, but we've also got a handful of other giant monster movies like the original Mothra, Rodan, uh, I should actually note that there were this this movie came out in 1962. The previous Godzilla film was 1955, and in between that time, there were a whole bunch of other uh, giant monster movies and science fiction movies produced by Toho, like Rodan, The Mysterians, uh, Battle in Outer Space. And I mean, seven years is a long time. It is. It to is to wait for a Godzilla for another Godzilla film. Yeah, Toho wanted a reason to bring Godzilla back. Clearly, and after this film, the huge success that this film was. Then they pretty much started on a yearly basis. Yeah. And this is uh, this actor here playing Dr. Shigazawa. That's Akihiro, blech, Akihiko Hirata, who played the very first uh, mad scientist in the Godzilla series, Dr. Serizawa. Uh, he is also in many Toho productions, including Rodan, the Mysterians, Varan, Mothra, Gorath, Atragon, Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster, Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, Son of Godzilla, Latitude Zero, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla from 1974, and The Terror of Mechagodzilla. He's got lead actor eyebrows. Uh, he also appeared in the Ultraman series and Bye Bye Jupiter, but he died 
1984, just before the series was rebooted. Sad. Yay! So as is usual for the Showa era, Godzilla is played by suit actor Harua. Haruo, excuse me. God, that was stupid. Haruo Nakajima. Can't edit this out. It's in one shot. Haruo Nakajima. Uh, although s- some, fil- some scenes, some minor scenes, were filmed with another actor named Katsumi Tezuka. And it should be noted also that this is the first Godzilla film shot in glorious color. And in widescreen. Yes. Toho scope, right? It should be noted that Jeff is a stinky butt. <laughs> what? Just kidding. <laughs> How much have you had to drink? I haven't just, had that much. I'm what just, just happened? And I don't know. We're just talking about it should be noted stuff. and I, uh, I got a little goofy for some we're reason. Being, yeah. we're, I see. Uh, so, so when I was watching this with uh, with some other friends of ours, uh, one of them was commenting, you know, it's like, oh, and here comes the toys. I was like, excuse me, this movie was made by uh, grown men. Those are models and miniatures. Thank you very much. And then Heather laid waste to the room and walked out <laughs> <laughs> while the, everything exploded behind her. Uh, the <laughs> That's what I want for my birthday, Kyle. <laughs> okay, you got it. I'll make it happen. Pyrotechnics galore. So uh, I should also say that the the Godzilla suit that we got a great look at a couple of mi- a minute ago, um, that is called King Goji, and uh, that's the the sort of the nickname of the suit by fans. And uh, I think the top of the head looks a lot more like a frog. Um, it's other significant changes to the suit are larger dorsal fins down the center of the back and the stockier legs and torso, um, and the use of the three toes. This is the first time Godzilla has had. Here you go. Toes. Yeah, I no love more. that. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Taco's just, hilarious yeah. comedy acting. It's good stuff, man. And these guys, I think all Godzilla. of these guys are all in these uh, Japanese comedy movies from Toho in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's so laughable to you. It really makes makes me oh, happy. Yes, it's oh, brilliant. And then things got awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Toho had actually originally planned to shoot Faroe Island, which is where these guys are going, on location in Sri Lanka, but budgetary constraints made the executives change their location to a place called Oshima Island, uh, and that is actually just off the coast of eastern Japan. Uh, they, yes. they decided it was uh, less expensive to just get a whole lot of body paint. Well, I think, yeah, but it's so... Jeff, you've seen the original Mothra. This is the original Mothra came out one year before this, and this is yeah. the heyday of Japanese cinema. What we're watching here, and so uh, I think that these scenes are, while they're of course influenced by the original King Kong film from 1933, they're probably a lot more influenced by Mothra, Mothra and like all the um, elaborate rituals and dancing that the natives on. Um, I love the that giant rock cauldron, by the way. Yeah. That, that's amazing. This is um, the anything with the natives. Most of the stuff with the natives, you, you'll see. They actually have the original dialogue uh, coming through. They didn't like overdub it or, or give it any kind of translation. See? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just it's exactly <laughs> as they recorded it. Hello. So Ken Sapura, Ken Saburo, uh, whose name I don't think is ever really mentioned in in this film. This is where he really starts to ham it up once they get on the island. 
Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> Sakurai, and this is where they really start to shine. <laughs> Everybody does. Yeah. But get ready for some things to uh, get uncomfortable for anybody who's like politically correct in this film. I love how they get wheeled away here, and the guys, are, the Navy is still. They're just like hauling ass yeah. out of there. Yeah. Like, we're out of here. Yeah. You guys are on your own. Like, we were only told to take them to the island. <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be some stuff coming up in a minute that's kind of not politically correct. So just remember that this is a uh, a comedy. And it was. And it's from the 60s. Exactly. Uh, and I can I can forgive it for that. That's, you know. That's just sort of the way you do in the 60s. But yeah, here we are, like you said, Heather. Japanese yep. actors basically in blackface. Right. Like I said, there's some of the whitest Japanese Yikes. people I've ever seen and some of the darkest Japanese people I've ever seen. The chief. The chief. <laughs> Goodwill. Oh, yes. Dinner. Not here for dinner. So uh, I love how he holds his hands <laughs> up and like sort of like approaches him. So if you listen to what the chief says, I swear to God... It sounds at some point like he's in English saying, go back wrong place. It could be long place, though. I don't know. See? <laughs> you yeah. go back wrong yeah. place? Yeah. Anyway. I think he's got, he's, he's got a little bit of English. He's a he's a well traveled native. <laughs> who's the actor who who's there? Who's you know the, the little assistant on the left hand side? Yeah, who's playing? The, oh, I'm not sure know. what his name is. Why would you ask me that when it, I don't know it? But I, I uh, assume he must be a, a, another uh, comedic com- actor. Yeah, probably. I think he's probably been in a couple other Godzilla films. This is me talking off the top of my head without any kind of documentation to back me up. So please don't rip me a new one if if I'm wrong. But I find him kind of funny, especially when they tell him to smile, and then he goes back and talks to the chief, and he's smiling. Yeah. yeah. It's time for Sakurai to save the ga- the day, you guys. Give Don't me your worry. radio. How? I'm gonna r- wow the crowd here. Oh, this yeah. whole sequence is just like you know a, a comedy team film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Costello. Yep. Or or like you said with. Um, Open Crosby. Yeah, that's that's Martin and Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> well, tremble like me. I I find it hilarious. Like I I I love <laughs> all of this stuff. And the fact that they are indeed wowed by radio. And I love how <laughs> Kinsaburo says two transistors. <laughs> He's explaining it. Right. High definition. <laughs> yeah. You know this film. Is the one? This is the first Godzilla film I ever saw. Really? As a as a kid, and it's the one I saw the most because it was on um, Saturday afternoon creature features. Um, they, they aired this one at least once a year. It seemed like this was the first one I saw, and like a lot of the comedy back when I was a kid, totally went over my head. Oh, here uh, you go. So not only are they giving the natives cigarettes, that's their gifts, but they give them to kids and instruct them not to smoke around their home. Yes. That's responsibility, you guys. That's right. That's like, 1960s you know. responsibility. And the mom snatches it right up. And right. look at them. They are experts at smoking all of a sudden. Yeah. They know exactly what to do with it. Oh, that's my favorite line of the whole film right there. It's okay. They're all smoking. <laughs> 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 
they're gonna they're gonna need that soothing soothing cigarette later when the radio batteries die. Yeah. Oh, and when the when the, he says the chief says he can stay, they're like, tell him to keep the pack. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 oh, good stuff. Okay, so the native song that you hear right now in these scenes that that are you know going to be on the island. It's pretty much the only Akira Fukube uh, music that gets brought over. What ended up happening was John Beck, once he saw the film, he's like, I don't like the score. It's too, I think he actually used the term too oriental, which of course we would never do right now, too Asian, what have you. But uh, they ended up replacing the score with uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. It's like the universal library that like Henry Mancini did a lot of the stuff from music from the 50s. I swear I hear a little bit of Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yep, I'm, in there. I know that for the sure. The Deadly Mantis, Yep, I think, is in there. There's a lot of stuff. It's basically they took any any music they had in the film and took it out except for the native dance. Yeah. Which is like when you watch this the first time, like when the opening credits is, go, you know, is happening, it's kind of disorienting because, for one thing, you see the Universal International logo, right. and then the music is so unlike... You know, a oh, Godzilla, film. Godzilla film. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, so these guys, uh, I'm pretty sure they're in, like I said, Toho comedies. There, There's a series of comedies called the Crazy Cats films and the Young Guy comedies. I would literally, I would actually be interested in seeing some of those just because I find them so enjoyable mm-hmm. in this film. And of course, we just heard King Kong's roar. Right. Not, not lightning. They're like, no, no, you pray. This this shot of Tokyo is used like I think three times in the film. Yeah, I was gonna say that's twice oh, already. So. And you get introduced to a brand new character here. This is uh, let's see, what is her name? Let's see if I can get this right without taking too long. Uh, this is oh, that's Akiko Wakabayashi who plays Tammy or Tamie in the Japanese version. We would have already seen her a couple of times, but prior to her prior scenes were unfortunately cut. That's a shame because she's adorable. Oh, God, she's gorgeous. She's actually one of my favorite Toho actresses, and that's because I find her gorgeous. She doesn't get much screen time, but she was also cast in Dogur the Space Monster and Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster. Um, it was a little weird, something that just happened in the last scene. She told, uh, she told Fumiko that uh, Fujita's plane had crashed, but then he showed, she showed her the newspaper and it was clearly a boat. Translation's hard. It also bothers me how they were saying Hokkaido. It's not Hokkaido, it's Hokkaido. Oh, Here's welcome a- Dr. Arnold Johnson to the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Let this me just say, brilliant. Doc, he was played by Harry Holcomb. Holcomb had a fair number of acting roles in Hollywood, including the role of Dr. Martin in Bonanza <laughs> and the minister in The Graduate. And here he's holding up a children's book to explain, uh, to explain his research on uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> did you guys know that the stegosaurus is also called the plated dinosaur? Yes. I did not know that. Okay, so Dr. Donald you know, Johnson I, is... I, I may <laughs> not get out of the studio much, but yeah. that sounds hard to believe. Yeah. And by studio, I mean my kitchen. <laughs> so I kind of wonder if these facts that he's spouting off here, he's regurgitating these facts, if they have any basis at all in uh, in reality. Oh, you should note in the in the back, the, the map has been flipped over to the Japan 
so I the delicious food what? <laughs> yeah I like how he's got this like semi smile like don't you find what I'm what I'm spouting off here interesting? <laughs> I was I was taking it more sort of as a uh, kind of condescending. Oh yeah, there you, you know, go. That works a, too. No, that works. foolish Asian man. Let me explain to you how this works. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness he's telling us how destructive the atom bomb would be. Oh yeah, and here, <laughs> thanks to the doctor, we've just been introduced to a giant plot hole in the film. <laughs> uh oh. Anyone who knows, who's seen the first Godzilla film knows that Godzilla has no problem with electricity. True. Wouldn't shy away from it. No. But, you know, well, later, later on in the film, he, you, something else happens. He was called in very last minute. He only had time to review so many children's books. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get one of those books and have it with me at the Hollywood Theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how they're like, Dr. Arnold Johnson has uh, agreed to stay with us through this through this crisis. So and then God, he just gets up and leaves. God bless you, Eric Carter and Arnold Johnson. <laughs> so uh, here's some more comedy from Sakurai and Kinsaburo. Somebody gave me a gun. Yeah. <laughs> they both have rifles, which is funny because look how cranky Sakurai is in this section. Uh, actually, in... In this section, he's he's complaining about his Kinsaburo's complaining about his corns, but what he's actually doing in the Japanese version is he's explaining to uh, Sakurai that Godzilla has been sighted. But the corns works for me. I mean, I think it's funny. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. All the corn problems. I was very confused by that angle for a moment. I do I do find it odd that, you know, he keeps getting right up on Sakurai and Sakurai keeps pushing him away and that one time he turned around and it almost looked like he pointed his rifle at Kinsaburo. <laughs> They're coworkers. Heather, how would uh, your HR department handle that kind of problem? Well, there's like two of them in HR, so they probably would ignore my phone call. There you go. I think anybody would do that in the yeah, 60s too. That's fair. Like, wait, involved a gun being put? Uh, I'm not. I'm not answering that. So this this is very much like stuff that you see on Skull Island in the first in the original King Kong film, yes. where they're sort of like got a bunch of natives with them, definitely, and, and uh, walking around the yeah. the tight path along the mountain. <laughs> Thunder and lightning. All right, <laughs> the big lizard that he's swinging around. I think we can all agree it looks absolutely ridiculous. Yes. I really think that was just played for laughs. Like, I don't really think that anybody looked at that and said, that looks realistic. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it's a comedy. Which I'm pretty sure the natives would have been, you know, kind of angry about that because they're like, okay, well, now we're going to take that with us and eat it, right? Because you just wasted our dinner. Right. You totally just Mm -hmm. shot our food. Okay, so I have a question. Uh, we see Ken Subura in the next scene laying down in bed with a, you know, a fever rag on his head. Uh, what, what happened just to him? Happened? <laughs> yeah, what? 
Lizard, I know his lizard, corns hurt. Lizard bite? No. Maybe the sweat maybe, of the lizard. He was traumatized, I guess. Now, he just called him Mr. Furo, or maybe Mr. Burrow. Um, and so, of course, you can hear the native song in the background here. So it's another time that not only the score, but uh, when his mom starts calling for him, this is when the dialogue has been kept in. Cheeto. It's a good thing she has those coconuts over her... Um, Yes, it's a it's a family for coconuts. Okay, so this is a real live octopus. I love him. And uh, I guess Eiji Tsuburaya, the special effects director for this film and most of the Godzilla, all of the Godzilla films up through, uh, let's just say, destroy all monsters. um, He really wanted to have an excuse to use a use an octopus. I think he even used one in an Ultra Q episode as well but uh so he got to use an, an octopus for this film and i believe i read that there were four in total and at the end of filming Tsuburaya was like just send three of them back i'm having this one for dinner well it's delicious is he it ate one is of his actors <laughs> how did this hut get locked <laughs> <laughs> well he just you know that little kid it's it's a did they speed up the footage of the octopus? Do you have any idea? Because I've never seen an octopus move that fast that you wasn't haven't? about to, well, about to eat. I mean, I guess they could have just filmed it right when. There's there's some scenes here, like this part though that I'm like that just looks. I just I just feel like that would have had to have been sped up. I don't know. So I saw this picture from from the filming where the octopus. It's kind of a small octopus. It's not very big. Uh, it looks like they're getting him to move in a certain direction by taking like a hair dryer oh. or dare I say a heat gun <laughs> sort of like making it hot where they don't want the octopus to be. Yes. Uh, okay. See, that sort of makes sense because it just because with the exception of like underwater and it's just been fed like I've I've. I don't think there was a disclaimer that said no octopi have been harmed. Definitely right. not. And in the They're 60s, like, we they ate definitely them. had no, they didn't have the same kind of yeah. yes. uh, animal rights laws that we have these They're days. Like, we used them for filming, but, you and know then what? we ate them, and they were I, delicious. I do really like that they use... Stop motion. Stop motion, everybody. Yay! That they, that they use the real octopus. Yeah, I think it you know? made it look more realistic. I Actually, I really like this, the, the, the melding... Of uh, stop motion and green sc- or blue screen effects, probably. And uh, when they start throwing torches at the thing, it, you know, you can actually see the shadows mm-hmm. from the torches on the screen <laughs> that don't yeah. get don't get erased. And the the sound effects of the octopus, I think, are really cool too. I oh my gosh! Like, when they there, the torches go! Yay! When when we have the uh, when we have the rocks hitting the octopus later, the the noise of the rock hitting the octopus is so fantastic because it's it's like rock on rock kind yes. of noise as opposed like to you know thud yeah as opposed to like you know like wet some sort of a wet thumping noise that you would expect from throwing a rock at a giant octopus. How did they know that the octopus was going after the berry juice? It doesn't make any because sense because it's me. delicious. Octopus like to get drunk too. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> 
I do like how they were able to rally the entire <laughs> village against the octopus. Nobody's, everybody's scared of the giant gorilla, well, they, but a giant octopus with, you know, what is it? Three times the amount of arms? Forget it. Uh-oh. Here we uh, go. You're screwed. Go. You woke up King Kong. King Kong's like, not my berry juice. King Kong is thirsty. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has entered the building. <laughs> so take some note of the King Kong costume because there's actually a couple of different versions. Yes. Um, you get to see a brief second oh, of oh. a different suit, but in this suit that we're going to see for the most part, uh, note the length of his arms. He's got sort of like normal human length arms. The shape of the head, sort of like, like I said, he's got like the Elvis do. Yeah, going on and uh, and the face too. Aww. Obviously, it's not an it's not an articulated face. See, that's terrifying. The way that right? octopus looks. Eek! Eek! And then, don't and pick it up, you fool! Oh no! Yeah, that cellophane isn't gonna. So there's the puppet. You can see the puppet really briefly right there for a second. I'm not entirely sure I understand what's happening there. Do they have an actual octopus wrapped in cellophane? No, I think, I that, think that was, was just... a. I think that was. Not a real octopus wow. wrapped in cellophane. I think that was like... We oh. hope not. Oh, here <laughs> <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> One strong octopus skin. It's a strong octopus, man. It's all... This thing is so gross as it like slithers away. It kind of yeah. gives me the shivers. <laughs> it does? I don't know. <laughs> Just like the idea of like that being on you. It's so gross, man. Ah, Kong is proud. Chest. That's right. And the chest. He won. Mm, what's that smell? Don't mind if I take a little sniff off this guy here. <sighs> Nothing like berry juice is a good reward for octopus fighting. <laughs> Clearly, Kong is a. A two-fisting kind of drunk. Yes. And I know the puppet that they're using here looks a little ridiculous, but I have to applaud the <laughs> facial movement and expressions that they are able to actually get off the puppet. They got a lot of things going on. They got the eyes, the tongue, the mouth, everything moving. Even though the, the teeth look like, you know, piano keys. You know? <laughs> I like how the chief is like, shut up, dude. Glug, 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 glug. I love his eyes. Someone's got a drinking problem, and his name <laughs> starts with K and ends with Ong. Now, everybody together, all together, move. Lullaby. Hey, guys, I got a question for you. Where does a 45-meter-tall, 25,000-ton drunk gorilla sleep? Anywhere he wants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, this scene is actually so much longer than it needs to be because, like, he's already asleep. You don't need to do the dance now. <laughs> they They don't understand that. But this is, again, like what I'm saying, like, very... It reminds me of watching the original Mothra film. Some of these some of these ladies really aren't selling it to me. 
We're just going through the motions. Yeah. Really, there's only one lady that actually sells it to me, and that's the uh, the woman who saved her son. Right. Great score, though. I mean, the, if if you listen to the original score for King Kong versus Godzilla, if Fukubei's work in this film, just you know, like in many of his other films, his other scores is, is fantastic, and uh, I highly suggest seeking out the actual soundtrack for this film instead of the John Beck butchered version. She gets the special dance moves. Yeah. She's probably somebody that I should have looked up and had some kind of information on, but the fact that she's only in this, you know, two scenes, I didn't feel like she was that important. Even I, though she gets a lot of screen time. And right she's here. pretty. Those natives like to keep their hair short. I will say that. Yes. Can't have it getting caught up in the leaves and stuff around. Oh, very there. in, very involved dance. Dance for Kong. <laughs> Kong sleeping dance. I like how it gets faster. It's getting faster, but you're still trying to keep him asleep. Right. Doesn't make any sense. They should just like trail off so that it's, you know, like when you're in school and you do that rain thing where you have the entire <laughs> the entire school like does the snapping and the no. No. Uh, that's just me. Okay. Yeah, no idea. I was just I, in a special school, I guess. I, <laughs> I was I was gonna say you went to. maybe it's uh maybe it's that point of I, I went know, to like, rain school, you guys. When you're trying to like you're trying to like sneak out of the house and you're trying to make sure that they're like really asleep. So you start making like a lot of noise to see if they actually sleep through it and then you're like, oh, okay guys, we're good. Okay, so seriously, what does that newspaper headline say? <laughs> uh I I looked at it, and it does not say King Kong in Japanese anywhere in that headline. Well, he's got last week's paper. I mean, it's you can't expect him to get one, like, every day. Legends of giant gorillas have existed for some time. Yeah, yeah. since 1933, when the first yeah. King Kong film came out. I climbed up the Empire State Building. <laughs> Apparently, he has no recollection of that. Look at this, Barry. It's tiny. Oh, God, this is the only. this is one of the only times I'll ever actually defend a Godzilla film... Within the within its own series, the, you cannot expect me to believe that Godzilla's brain is the size of a freaking marble. Ugh. Wait, are they actually? I get mad. Are they actually <laughs> trying to say that Godzilla's brain is that size, or are they yeah, saying that like yeah. relation? No, the guy no? was saying that Godzilla's brain was that size, and that look at this look at the skull of a gorilla. King Kong King Kong's brain will be about ten times the size of this. So uh, not the size of a marble. I love how he says that they are no doubt going to try to destroy one another. Yeah. I also like how he he calls him an amphibian now. Is he an amphibian or a reptile, dude? Get it straight. <laughs> sounds great. going to come. Not very good. <laughs> how does good. that sound? <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like you guys are crazy. Yeah. Like again? How do you think it sounds, Eric? Sounds like lives lost. <laughs> Incredible amounts of property damage. How does your own incompetent reporting sound? <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> I do like how the Japanese correspondent gets all indignant there. He's like, they have no one. They're not going to do it, man. We're not letting Kong in here. This this is this one of my... One of your one, favorites? Yeah, this is, this is great. So kaiju fans will notice that uh, 
1992 Godzilla vs. Mothra has a very similar setup for transporting Mothra's egg to Japan. I love their outfits. Here. Yeah, they're on right. they're on vacation after yes. a long, difficult expedition. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Because they have Hawaiian shirts on, you guys. I like that he's got the flags there. So and and Taco <laughs> is wearing his safari gear Perfect. because he did all that work. He's got the St. Bernard basket there full of whiskey or something. <laughs> yeah, the medical box right. in front of him. I he's the three of them together are so hilarious. And I <laughs> yeah there's like oh my kong you guys you guys oh. got my king kong here he is this, about to blow. No, yeah this i this is what i this is what i love with this with the sea i love that the plunger is just out there you know it's not like it's not like in the captain's quarters or like up on like the main it's just it's just chilling it's just in the middle of everything it's just out there for anyone to bump into lean on yeah ah uh, the old dynamite gag Woo. <laughs> <laughs> good dynamite good dynamite plunger yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like classic classic stuff there classic they probably should have noticed that ship sooner <laughs> they're like turn your siren off we've got a sleeping gorilla Dude, back we here we see you Shh. <laughs> oh yeah okay so here's uh, <laughs> I love how proud he is he's like King Kong is under my sponsorship. He's, got, he's like, like got the armband and everything. Yep. And he looks like so distraught when when King Kong is not allowed <laughs> to Japan. Oh my god! Poor guy. Poor dude. And oh, then, oh wait, wait! I'm feeling a little faint. And then here's the here's the devastating news, followed up by a violent fainting. Oh, <laughs> his hat <laughs> flies off. Oh man, good stuff. I I would like to say that uh, Arashima, who plays Taco, was in seventy seven films in the nineteen sixties alone. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't been re- able to research those, but I'm sure a lot of them are comedies. He's like the Steve Buscemi of. Hey, Fujita's back. Oh. Dang, dropped a whole thing of general. I don't. I don't understand why Tamie brought a plate of food outside of her apartment, and wouldn't she have dropped it before she actually started talking to him? Explain it to me now. <laughs> ah, they're saying Hokayato again. He's this kid. He's great too. The kid, you know. Okay, so I got to say this about the kid. Uh, while it's silly that the kid, <laughs> the kid says Godzilla. Um, he actually, this is actually what they say in the Japanese version too, basically. And uh, is the child in this scene maybe foreshadowing for what actually happens in the Godzilla series? Kids want to watch Godzilla. Huh? Serious pontification happens here at the Kaiju Cast headquarters, you guys. Serious pontification. What? Don't take the baby. That's- Don't take the baby from me. It's weird that it's um it's nighttime outside and it's daytime inside their train. Yeah, the the American studio re they shuffled scenes around like crazy in in this film. That is a, an adorable little train though. And then am, am am I crazy here? Do I find it difficult to believe that Fujita could drive a jeep and haul ass all the way down to where an express train 
is heading up to Hokkaido <laughs> and meet it. Well, that's movie timing. Yeah, well, movie. Okay. The, the hero always has more time True. than what is actually happening. Okay, so uh, in this scene, when they get inside, the general at the head of the table is played by Jun Tazaki. And while his role in this film is really small, uh, he is a prominent figure in Toho's science fiction catalog. He plays the captain in Atragon, the news chief in uh, Mothra vs. Godzilla. He's Dr. Yoshida in Destroy All Monsters, and he's in many more films. Very charismatic Japanese actor, in my opinion. I love how they have the reporters in there, too, in the briefing room. Everybody needs to know what's going on, Jeff. Yes. The way of the world. It's the way of the Japanese giant monster world. Well, I mean, when the Nothing White hidden. House has, like, a briefing, they've got, you know, all those. I mean, I guess this is like, well, maybe they already had the meeting and we didn't see the meeting, and this is just where they're letting the rest of the world know. They're going through the motions. Yeah. The world know. Yes. We are keeping you informed at every turn. We swear. I really like the train. I really yeah. like the train. Well, this is a great set in general as well, but... Oh, and everyone's got... Oh, I gotta love the 60s. Sorry to cut you off there, but I'm oh, like, everybody no. in their traveling clothes. Yeah. That know? is one hell of a hat, Fumiko. Right? It's like everybody put on your like Sunday best and your fancy hat, and now everyone's like, I want to be comfortable, so I'm in Don't sweats. panic. Yeah, at least the, the train had the foresight to stop before it got crushed by Godzilla. Like, you know... Unlike the the train in the first film, unlike every other <laughs> every other anything that's ever come up against him. Um. So the evacuation scenes. So, like I said, this is a comedy film. But the evacu the the evacuation scenes, specifically this one here, actually they're kind of difficult for me to watch. Like they kind of, I think they freak me out a little bit. Uh. Sort of like, you know, the idea of like having to run from something and be being dependent on other people to take me away. You just don't understand because you'd run towards Godzilla. We've covered I, I would, this before. Yeah, we have covered this before. But the I mean, seriously, like this whole thing of like, don't leave me behind. And like, right. she looks, ex you know, exhausted. And I those, think those, aren't, shock, run, those you know? aren't running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Are they really? Yeah. And that pencil yeah. skirt was not made for hauling like that. <laughs> made for looking good, Kyle. Well, she wanted to look good just in case Fujita was one of the survivors. Right. And and just in case he wasn't one of the survivors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Okay. That was, was uncalled for. He was like, you know, just on the off chance that my train is attacked by Godzilla and a film crew shows up, <laughs> I want to look pretty. Quite the roadblock. Oh, no. You'll no! Be <laughs> Oh, it was a nice train, Godzilla. Thanks a lot. I think it's probably really hard for the for the people who work on these films to watch the miniatures get trashed. Oh, yes. I, I think it's it's probably fun, but it's also probably difficult. Right, when they're like, this is my best work yet. You know, maybe if she actually knew how to run. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, drop your purse. Also, she left the main road, it's which like, clearly... It's like she's trying to turn her lower legs into a propeller. Did you see that? Like it was like joined at the knee and flailing outward. That's. And she really has a hard time crossing this little uh, 
This little crick she's going to come up to here. Yeah. She falls down like four times. <laughs> no, it's hard, man. It's. I find it amazing that uh, Fujita <laughs> finds her uh, because well, she's like... so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is like full-blown, like hysterical, just like a woman. You know right? what I'm saying, right. Heather? Right? Yes, yeah. I do. Look at that. Uh, oh. God. <laughs> oh, crack. <laughs> Maybe if I just pound my head against this rock. And this is the scene better. where Fumiko bludgeons herself to death. <laughs> Maybe if I just sacrifice myself to him. Thank God you're Where's, alive and you've come purse? to save me. Did, did you get my get my purse? It has my keys. We I need that. I, d I don't have a spare set. Could you? <laughs> Is that his Jeep or did he steal that from the... He totally the, stole that. From the military. But I thought Godzilla was afraid of electricity, you guys. So it's like, you guys better get the heck out of there quick. Oh, no. Okay, you're good. Right. Once Godzilla passes, the danger is apparently over. Never mind that tail. Oh. Yeah, King Kong's waking up, you know, probably with a pretty nasty hangover. They should have brought a bunch of natives to sing to him. Yeah. Listen, that last shot, they have a little miniature of Taco with his umbrella open already. <laughs> like he's going to open here in a, in a moment. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Waking up grumpy. Yay. There it is. The umbrella probably emblazoned with the pharmaceutical company logo. Because that's the kind of guy Mr. Taco is. Nobody else wears the chin strap. Just saying. I like how they like cut the cable, not let the cable out of its uh out of its wheel there. Right. Yeah, there is no time to argue. King Kong is waking up. He is going to crush the soul from your body. Actually, I'm pretty sure he's going to roll over into the ocean and be really confused. Ta Taco thinks he's going to give him a great big hug, I think. Oh. Yes, do it. <laughs> Ta oh. Oh, oh, Taco. Oh, you guys, the dynamite gag was a dud. It got womp, womp, It got womp, wet, maybe. <laughs> Shoot the dynamite. So well, the first time I saw this, I'm like, man, these guys are bad shots. And then I started thinking about it more, and I'm like, they're on a boat. The raft is on the other side. Right. They're on it a boat. It might not actually be that else. easy yeah. to, shoot, to shoot that out. Seriously, like, if you were King Kong and you, like, one minute. Whoa. <laughs> one minute you're, like, tied down on a raft. The next thing you're <laughs> well, in the water. Well, I was gonna say, I was going to say one minute you were on your island where you'd always lived, oh, and yeah, then, yeah. like. Next thing you know, you're in a dinghy, middle of the ocean. <laughs> dinghy. Strapped down. Okay, so that that suit is it covered in hair. Is awesome. And it's a foam rubber suit as well, I'm assuming. So right now it weighs 3,000 pounds. Exactly. That must be so heavy right now. That guy's probably literally trying to get out of the water. <laughs> He's not acting. They're like, no, no, keep filming. <laughs> this is gold. Did, Kong then, is angry. Yeah. Now, did I say, I don't know if I said this, so I should probably mention, just because I like to be thorough, uh, King Kong is played by thorough. Shoichi Hirose. I'm pretty sure I did not say that. Shoichi Hirose. You're a good man, Kyle. And thorough. And thorough. <laughs> As you know, Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> anyway. Oh, you can hear the wisdom of Dr. Arnold Johnson coming through the radio in this. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree that giant gorillas never fought giant dinosaurs in the uh, in the past. They're Which separated by millions and millions of years of evolution. Clearly. Probably, all I those think. Giant, yeah, that's science. That's just good, simple science. Yeah, here, here's another scene. I'm so proud that King Kong is under my sponsorship, and the and get this, the the military just lets him right through. Right. Oh, so, here we go. Here's the second Kong suit. I was going to say, Where's, so these are the much longer arms. Yes, yes. exactly. These so are the longer. I can beat my chest arms, and uh, uh, the. I think the head looks a little more like melty, like it sort of sagged or something during the in the process. I do appreciate that the actor is sort of trying to act like a gorilla. Oh, definitely. Paco's like psyched. He's like, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna win. He's King Kong's gonna win." <coughs> okay, so this is another dubbing weird thing. That's that is a microphone. That is not a light meter. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're filming it, you know, and, and the old cameras did not have sound on them. So you had to record that sound. I'm getting technical. Beat your chest, King Kong. Or maybe smack a helicopter. You should totally smack. I Wait, love what? how the helicopters what? are flying around. What? And I love how. Oh. This is like awesome. I'm like, oh, the fluttering eyelids, like. And you can literally see King Kong say, what the heck just happened there? Right. Like, did we just have a moment? Hmm. Kong has no chance. Seriously, this is where the movie should end, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> this is where, like, Aww. Godzilla should blast Kong in the chest, and Kong should explode or something like that, or yeah. just catch fire. It Ooh, now he's mad. be a singed and Kong look, skeleton. Oh, man. Kong's doing that whole, like, uh, what just happened here? Am I out of my element? I'm pretty sure burned Kong must be one of the worst smells like in the world. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is actually when I was in high school. Jeez, I don't even think I was high oh. school. I drew I drew a picture of King Kong fighting Godzilla, and basically, King Kong was a burned cinder <laughs> of a gorilla shape, and King and Godzilla was just laughing. Nice. Because that's how it should be. That's right. But whatever, you know, King Kong's got to have a standing chance. You know, one of the things that uh, the countryside that Bad like Boy brought hair. up when we were when I was on the show is like in these versus films, like Freddy versus Jason and uh, Aliens versus Predator. There's no clearly defined winner. You know, and it's yeah. I actually never thought about it before, but it's sort of. I mean, you know, hopefully you're not watching this film the first time ever. For the first time ever, and listening to this commentary, and you've hopefully you've seen the film before. Uh, I was saying most of those movies, though, not you know, Godzilla movies, notwithstanding, there there is no winner because none of us win with those yeah. movies because we all go, why did I watch that? <laughs> well, I think it's like they don't want to offend any one fan base either. Right, right. But they I kinda, mean, I, I it's like a, it's like a draw. I basically. like that though. I mean, I think that's good, and I and I think that's sort <laughs> of like they spared no expense here. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's sort of like t very telling of the versus films like so where some people are like, oh, you can't have Gamera fighting Godzilla because who's going to win? Yeah. Well, you just take the same uh, the same stance that every other versus film has 
from you know genre A fighting genre B is like you don't you don't declare a clear winner. Yeah, they did that way back when, like when uh, Frankenstein met uh, the Wolfman. Exactly. It, fell yeah. into, it, it was a draw at the end. So um, there's a precedent. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Anyway, they're building a giant trap here. I I approve of giant Godzilla traps. It's very Scooby Doo. And I really do love all the miniature work. You know, all those guys, all those yeah. little yeah. models. I I think that would be a nightmare to have to like figure out the to coordinate that. Right. And all that gasoline they're gonna pour in here. Oh my funny. gosh, that is. Tell me about it. <laughs> like, especially now with uh, at at this point, gas for my car is about four. Was it four twenty? So you'd basically just be jumping in there with like whatever sort of containers you you could find. Yeah, it's, whether it's, it be like yeah. a Ziploc bag or. <laughs> when they announced this plan, I said no. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Caltrex. Yes, Caltex. It's up. not the most no, environmentally sound plan, but yeah. Can you imagine what the EPA no, would it's say perfect. about that? What are you <laughs> like, talking about? Gasoline yeah. burns off. That's that's yeah. fine. It'll be fine. It'll just burn the gas, and that's how it works, right? Nighttime. Nighttime Godzilla. I did. They did say that though. He'll be here by nightfall. It's so quiet. They're like, but but we have all these Hollywood lights. Won't he find us? Because it's it's Hollywood nighttime. Well, I guess it's Japanese night. You know what I mean. Here they go. We stand back. Yeah. Do you okay, think we're so clear enough of this? <laughs> is this water with gasoline, or do you think that's supposed to be like? Nothing but gasoline. Like, like even that, that there too. Like it's like a gasoline, it's a gasoline waterfall. Exactly. It's so pretty. The cascading yeah. waterfall of gasoline. Godzilla's like, I can just walk around this, guys. <laughs> he can also just walk right through it. Nothing's stopping him, except you know, plots. Maybe wanting to eat another helicopter. Anyway, I th- this uh, whole thing about like trapping Godzilla. It's not a bad idea, and it's not the, it's not the last time they're going to do it either. Uh, so many helmets. The the next Godzilla film, Mothra versus that looks Godzilla, cool. it's going to be very. Uh, it's going to have another trap where they try and drop a metal net that gets electrocuted mm. on top of Godzilla. They just look like a bunch of grapes. Oh, <laughs> dope! And he's down, or is he? Actually, did you guys think that Godzilla looked really happy when he was like wagging his tail? Yeah, he seemed like he was very kind of excited. Like Yay, it's a, it's a fire, challenge. He's, fire. A, he's like, I've been kind of chilly. This is nice. Yeah, I, and you know, at least the Japanese army tries new things. They're not afraid of trying new things, you guys. Of course, how deep of a pit did they actually dig? Because like a really deep pit to them is now. Hang really on a second. I, I think they got him. You they think, they you, probably got him. I, I think, think he's th- dead, you guys. I think it's... Uh, we should probably celebrate. No, nah, I think an even better idea would be to like creep up to the edge and make <laughs> sure you actually kill him. <laughs> Instead of waiting for the helicopter to report back. <laughs> Whoa! Whoops. That would actually Wait be pretty frightening. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of Creature from the Black Lagoon soundtrack right there. Yes, definitely. Up. I think that's definitely Creature from the Black Lagoon. Nicely done, Jeff. Focus, except don't focus on that lady's ear. Yeah, she's tracing. <laughs> she's, she is. This, I got to say, it makes it a little worse that we're watching it on this big screen here because it's like very obvious that he is not in focus. 
Oh, yeah. Let's get some more nuggets of wisdom from Arnold Johnson here. And so this is okay. To be this f- is an unproven theory. This guy yes. literally just yeah made this up off the top of his head. I think King Kong will be empowered by lightning and electricity. Yes. <laughs> He's just talking out of his ear. Exactly. Dr. Johnson. If you go to the doctor and his name is Dr. Arnold Johnson, turn <laughs> around and walk out the door. He's going to bring out the picture books. Yeah. So your comment earlier about those headsets that, you know, they just hold up. and But yeah. I actually, that was one of the first shots where we got a good look at what that headset really was. Because before I thought it was, you know, had two earpieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've actually worn one of those before. My my dad my dad has one of those and they are not comfortable at, at all. Like like zero padding and the end ends in metal and uh, and so I I actually understand why they're just holding it up. Okay then. Thank you for the explanation. Yes. I appreciate it. Yes. So here Godzilla's approaching the blockade. The exact same kind of blockade they used in the very first film. How'd that work out, Kyle? He walked right through it. Weird. But for some crazy reason, mm, he does not like it in this film. Oh. He just fell down. Maybe he's a little sensitive, a little tender. He's like, hmm. <laughs> that. His little pea brain is thinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of my house, Jeff Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that is what Dr. Arnold Johnson. Right. Dr. Arnold Johnson is patting himself on the back in the the United Nations newsroom. Well, I guess it worked. So good job, Dr. Arnold Johnson. (laughs) I would say they need to take a little bit of the shine off those helmets. They're glossy. Hey, guys, what's up? King Kong is mad. He's taking it out on Tokyo. I was going to say, he looks pretty happy, actually. He looks kind of like, what's up, everybody? He's got his arms in the air. Hi, hi, hi. (laughs) (laughs) More evacuations. But he's hightailing it out of town. Train has too few doors. Load them up. Pack them into the the train's... The boats. This the is one of those things, you know, what you're saying about like having right. it in someone else's hands, like you being, you know, ushered away from somewhere. Um, that's honestly, that was one of my like big fears when I was a kid of the like, you know, like if I have to leave, like what am I going to grab? Like what, you know, like what, like what, like three things am I saving or, you know, what, whatever. And so that, you know, just watching them with like their, you know, their few items. Yeah. The, I will say, the evacuation scenes in this film are much, much more uh, believable than the ones in the in the eighties and nineties films, where it's like they get like dude with a globe running exactly. down the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just panicked. Just like, I grabbed okay, this a banana you guys and a globe. Run for like a second. Oh, ah, om nom nom on the electricity. <laughs> Once oh. again, Doctor Arnold. What were you saying Johnson about flossing? What were you saying with, about oh, flossing yeah. with that stuff? The uh-huh. steel thread. Yeah. So they could sell it as super high tension uh, Kong thread. Floss. Kong floss. And floss. Okay, so what's the deal here? They're all just sitting around the apartment, like waiting to figure out what to do. Well, you, you sit next to the radio and wait for news. Okay, they're going to evacuate, but watch this. Fumiko's like, I'm not leaving you. 
Why don't you all no, leave we're, together? We're all going to go. Yeah. yeah, you're confused on evacuate. I'm confused. Yeah, we're not using the atom bomb. Yeah, the atom bomb is brought up like four or five times in this. Like we would really like to drop that thing. <laughs> yeah, come on. I like it's weird how like the civilians are like, when are we gonna use the atom bomb? Like and that thing is just sitting around collecting dust, dude. <laughs> come on. They're like, Hey, you remember what happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki? <laughs> you don't want that to happen again. Ah, uh, King Kong. This is this suit has been uh reused for uh I th- I wanna say that it was used for the giant gorilla in Ultra Q in 1965 or 66. Mm. And then again, it was reused again. Reused again. How many times can I going to say again? Again? She doesn't travel well say by herself. Oh, God. They, she can't seem to She does stay. not. I think this is a sign well. for Kenji Sahara's character, Fujita. They're just not meant to be together. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like pit knocking on the knocking on the train door there. I think we should see other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how King Kong's just like, screw this building. <laughs> screw this train. Uh, Everything you people have makes me now. angry. Yeah, this, this is kind of like a throwback to the original Kong, too. Does he pick up a train in the original film? This makes me think of Universal Studios. I know Godzilla picks up a train oh, yeah. in the original film. Have, have the, you done um, the Universal Studios ride, Jeff? Uh, the old Universal yeah. Studios ride? Yeah. Yes, yes. I don't think that is part of the ride anymore. Probably not. It's, they changed it. I'm sure. Peter Jackson 3D King Kong. That makes me sad. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty rad. Uh, the new one. I like the old one, Kyle. But the new one's supposed to be pretty rad. But I like the old one. I want Universal to sponsor the podcast. Oh, um, I'm just the, kidding. The new one sounds wonderful. I don't care about Universal. <laughs> I don't care about this podcast making money. Uh, can't do that. Poor Fumiko. She can't seem to get away from giant monsters. No. No, it's like they sense her fear. Clearly a case of the wrong place at the wrong time. But uh, the giant monsters must like screamers because she's a... She's yeah. a screamer. Oh my god, all those people ah. are already dead. So this They're is just the their ghosts. Brought to you by Sony. Uh <laughs> this is uh Kong is approaching the diet building. Now this building is used in a lot of uh Toho science fiction films. It's essentially the equivalent to Japan as the Capitol building is to the Washington DC Capitol building is to the US. So this is like their you know like their parliament building this is where their their congress sort of you know votes and stuff like that. And it's it's funny to me that this is the building that King Kong decides to climb because very he's already as tall as the building. <laughs> like well did you see how did you see how big she was in his hand standing next to that building too yes. like it's a short building, and and you do know that uh, ah. I'm sure everybody in this in this room already knows that they had to increase Kong's size because uh, the original Kong I I want to say was only like forty feet tall or something 50, like that. Fifty feet, 50 tall. feet tall. Yeah. yeah, so they had to really make Ju- him a lot bigger so that he would even Juice stand him up a, a chance, bit. stand a quote chance unquote yes. against Godzilla because Godzilla would just step like, on him before. And I'm done. And I'm at the top. 
He's like, I'm just going to sit this down here and have Kenji, a rest. Kenji Sahara's Oscar moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can stop him. I but, remember the native dance. This is actually, this is the only time Taco has any redeeming qualities about him. He's like, yeah, let's save uh, Sakurai's sister. Get the Soma. We'll get the PA. We'll do this. Every other scene, he's like hilarious and slimy. Great. Well, pharmaceuticals. And the, Yeah, exactly. Kong's just really mad that they don't have taller buildings. And they did not in, in 1916. Right. Like, this is all you've got? <laughs> Where are the skyscrapers of New York? That's right. I demand to climb something much taller. Uh, another thing from the Japanese version of the film is that uh, that you don't you don't know about when you watch this film, the American version, is that um, Sakurai is a drummer, so that would make sense that he has oh. drums, <laughs> and and that he has congas or bongos <laughs> so readily available. W- was there a dance scene that we got cheated out of? Uh no, it's he's playing drums for the um for the TV show basically. Uh, I like the I like oh. how they did that actually. This they composited those uh those missiles onto the yeah. the cannons. Well, itching powder. <laughs> What's this? I do I do like the idea here of putting Kong to sleep by blowing it up and making it a, uh, delivering it via aerosol spray. First, chick is going to die. <laughs> She's just going to feel real nice. Not so much when they fall. She's going to feel real nice in <laughs> in 3 months when she wakes up <laughs> from her coma. <laughs> the trigger says she's going to feel real nice squishing between Kong's fingers. <laughs> Kong's face. Mm. That puppet, <laughs> they really should have spent a little more time sculpting it. He's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was expected to be watched 50 years later. Well, giant. that's their fault. Man. It is. I mean, I, I appreci- like I said earlier, I, I completely appreciate the facial movements and actually kind of find them for something that happened in 1962. I, I find the facial expressions and the... the the eyelids and a little bit you know like impressive essentially they get an A for effort (laughs) Toho always gets an A for effort in my book from the 60s it's not until the 90s that I start to whiff it oh 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 sleepy it's. I remember when Tiger used to do that. He used to climb up on the blocks and then he'd start falling asleep and he'd just like crumble Whoops. everything underneath him. Oh. It's so sweet. Honestly, it's making me kind of sleepy too. No, no. You got to stay awake, Heather. Or we're going to make fun of you. But, um, oh, oh. How on earth are they going to get rid of Kong? How are they going to transport him to, say, a mountain like Mount Fuji? Oh, However, yeah, they can use that thread yes. that got introduced in the beginning oh, of the film. Weird. 
it's I'm fighting the urge to sing along with this and you know three quarters of her bones are broken but she's free <laughs> now see here they're like Kong's asleep we don't need to play anymore that's that's because they know what they're doing right <laughs> apparently thank god she's okay because I was really starting to worry. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate. Yes. Job well done. Let's all go home. Oh, right. Mount Fuji. Your blockade really shouldn't last at all. It'd be interesting to see them actually use the atomic bomb in one of these films. I guess the closest you actually get is in Godzilla 1985 when they detonate the, they blow up one missile with the other missile and it sort of gets a little bit of a nuclear fallout. Mm. Waiting for one of the, yeah, let's just, let's nuke him. Let's do it. Exactly. <laughs> well, I know the atom bomb is be that's a good idea. That's <laughs> a good just, idea. Like, yeah. All right, let's do it. Contact the giant balloon company. What the hey? Weather oh. balloons, right? I hope you have enough string. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, <laughs> this film is so epic. Oh, is that like giant cable built off around that steel stuff? I don't know why this is the first time I'm noticing it. Because I'm hyper-analyzing the film, you guys. Right. I do wish that the composited shots like this were were a little bit better. I want to say this is maybe this is oh look at the animated dudes on the on Kong there. Yay. I kind of wonder if this is before uh Tsuburaya acquired better uh, uh special effects like machinery. Oh, that was a terrible terrible sentence that should never have been uttered. I'm going to have more beer. <laughs> So there's a Mythbusters episode, right, where they they try and lift Jamie up with uh, with, balloons. with balloons. Yes. I want to see a myth. The Mythbusters uh, tackle this. This yeah. week they're tackling the battle of the sexes. Like who can barbecue better? Who packs? Who packs the car better? Oh man. Uh. <laughs> Who who fills balloons better? Who fills balloons better? It's a lot of helium. So, <laughs> I was born in the 70s. So, uh, for me, helicopters don't look like that. <laughs> and so every time I see one of those helicopters in these films, like the, the ones that were flying around King Kong and Godzilla earlier, I always look at them and say, that does not look like a real helicopter to me. One of the only... Uh, miniatures from the early 60s that I sort of like can identify as saying that looks fake. That it doesn't hit my uh, Operation Kong. <laughs> my wall of dis uh, disbelief suspension. It goes <laughs> right over it and I'm like like a helicopter? Like a helicopter might do. Yeah. 
It's working. It's working. It's so crazy. It just might work. You know, how did they get it under him? Is what I want to know. But <laughs> they had like eight hundred guys on one side. Hey, do Jeff, a little roll. Don't don't look too deep. Yes, that's the abyss. You might look into that abyss, of, and you might go crazy. Aww. Just go with it. That looks uncomfortable. That does look uncomfortable. <laughs> and there's the miniature version of Kong. Yes. Classic. The real question is, how long does it take to fly from downtown Tokyo? To Vegas? <laughs> that's that's what downtown Tokyo looks like at night in 1962. Fancy. I would guess that's maybe like the Shibuya district. I have no idea. <laughs> They're still concerned about publicity. Seriously? How many people have died so far in this film? <laughs> Can you put a price tag on, on funeral services? Oh, wait, you can. Yeah, you can. The scene is scenic Mount Fuji. Oh, <laughs> uh? uh, time to wake up. Man, I got to stop going on these benders. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, those eyes look absolutely terrible. He's like, uh, they look painted. You know what I mean? They don't look like glass eyes. No, they no. look painted yeah. and cartoony. Poorly painted. Hello. And speaking of terrible I don't know things. what was going on there. <laughs> okay. I want to tell you, the very first time I saw this film, I didn't see it when I was a kid. I saw it when I was much older. Mm -hmm. And I was watching it, and the first time I saw this scene where the balloon, they blow up the balloons, King Kong falls and starts sliding down the mountain towards Godzilla, mm -hmm. I pretty much lost it. I had to stop the movie. This. King Kong is sliding towards Godzilla. <laughs> I, oh. All of that. Just, oh my gosh. I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And hopefully, you also laughed the first time you saw that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like how King Kong's moving up. He's like, I gotta get away from this guy that... <laughs> blasted me last time I right. saw him. He actually looked kind of like embarrassed there. He's like, oh, I was sleeping and then the next thing I know, I was fall. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, He's don't be getting mad. the higher ground. Don't be mad. Is this... Yes. Yes, this is where King Kong gets all sneaky. This is where his larger brain... Kicks in? Yes, and he's like, I'm going to hide. It's a good <laughs> fight scene, though. I mean, this is... um. Oh yeah! Essentially, this is what everyone has been waiting for. Yeah, this this is the epic fight. The other fight scene was just you know, is a primer. Got, yeah, but uh, this was the highlight. I remember, you know, I saw this film as a kid. It's like this is the scene I waited for the entire film. Kong and grabs a tail. You know, there's a very famous image, mocked up image for this film, where uh, and I've got it on the poster back here on the wall. Where King Kong is swinging Godzilla by the tail. Yes, and it's even uh, inspired model kits to be to be generated by it. How did you feel about that? Did you did you like that image, or did you feel like no way? Well, I yeah, I <laughs> I realize that there it's it's a sensational tactic, Jeff. Yes, I feel I feel better about that than I do about the you know. The volleyball they're playing with boulders here. <laughs> Kong was mad, they see. Yeah. yeah. Once again, time to end this fight, Godzilla. Just 
blast him until he stops. But this is like, this is the brawling, you know? This is the kind of stuff, if you've seen Godzilla Raids again, which is where Godzilla fights Angulus, or Angurus, uh, this is the kind of fight that you're looking at there. Godzilla doesn't use his beam like he did just there. He, it's, a, it's more of a scrappy kind of wrestle fight. They're getting their hands dirty. Ooh. Very dirty. No, that sounded terrible. Don't <laughs> scratch that. I can't edit this out nope. yet. Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Time to roll down the hill. Yeah. Rolling in the hay. <laughs> Tickle fight. Tickle fight, you guys. Tickle fight. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that must have trashed the suit. You know, this is the only time they ever actually used that Godzilla suit. Because it was destroyed by the end of the filming. Oh. Ooh. Uncalled for. Yeah. Really? Was it worth a little victory tumble? Kong's just. <laughs> Kong oh! <laughs> Kong was showing off. See, can you tell who I'm rooting for? Like, I'm laughing maniacally when, like, King Kong hits his head on the rock. Kong thought for sure he had that one. <laughs> Kong, that, that, that's what you get for showing off. So, seriously, how many times can Godzilla kick King Kong's butt in one film? I wonder where King Kong will wake up this time. <laughs> New York? San Francisco. San Francisco. I I don't have anything to comment on here, except Godzilla should be winning this forever. <laughs> forever. And maybe he shouldn't have been hitting him in the chest with his tail, though. That's kind of a bonk. I think... Godzilla was toying with him there. He should when he should have just tried to put him away. Yeah. More stop motion. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Did King Kong just hit his head again? Yes, then he gets hit in the face with some rocks here too. Sleepy time for Kong. Ouch. Oh. Right in the face. Gosh. It's a good thing we know that's actually a suit, right? And that's not really somebody's mouth that's getting pounded in the f pounded by rocks. We have more of the creature from the Black Lagoon score being played here. Which sucks because the Ifukabe music for this scene is fantastic. But I guess it was too oriental for you, John Beck. trying to think if there's anything else I should talk about at this point except uh, they're, they're excited that, that King Kong is getting zapped by, by lightning Ugh. makes no sense look everything is on fire behind him he should be about to die this should be his swan song and now he's got the Darth Vader glowing skull from when the Emperor shocks him but he's been awakened. I just... Uh. And how about this? Where he's grabbing Kong... I mean, he's grabbing Godzilla by the tail, and he's got, like, electricity shooting out of Ugh. his fingers. You guys, this movie does not make sense. <laughs> but it's still a lot of fun. Yes. 
It's so much fun. I kind of I feel like I'm ruining the movie by talking over the fight scene. But that's uh, not why you download a commentary. You don't download a commentary to hear a very quiet version of the movie in the background. No. But I, oh, this is awesome though. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> How would you stop Godzilla? <laughs> Shove a tree down his mouth. Shove a tree in his mouth, yeah. and then but it's a nice Godzilla there. comes back and blows the tree out of his mouth and straight into King Kong. Good stuff. Ooh, nice flip though. <laughs> this is where I could really do with like some sort of <laughs> ringside commentate commentating. You know what was is great about this whole fight scene is how long it goes on. Yeah, I would imagine that if you're a kid watching this, it would be pretty satisfying. Oh, yeah. It still is satisfying, too. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, as a kid who doesn't care so much about, like, the about, details about of the plot. film or the plot <laughs> or, the, or the human drama, in quotation marks, or the comedy, let's just say the comedy, this is the kind of stuff you're like, yeah! Puppets. Mm, puppets. Oh, this poor seaside area. Oh, wait, are they at the seaside yet? <laughs> Actually, I'm a little confused. They're at Mount Fuji, right? Well, that's what they were I don't know to where be. that castle is. But this is a very famous castle. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, any giant monster movie worth its salt destroys some kind of Japanese castle. Not to say that the ones that don't destroy Japanese castles aren't worth their salt, but let's just say I appreciate a castle destruction scene like the one coming up. <laughs> let's kick more stuff at Godzilla. That is always the answer. Oh, you know, this is actually the first, uh, the first film to really take advantage of the optical effects for, for Godzilla every time he fires his nuclear breath. I'm going to say this wrong. I want to say that's Nagoya Castle. I do not know. Jeff, what is it? Is it Nagoya? Jeff, tell I, me I'm, right I'm now. Gonna, I'm going to back you up and say it is. <laughs> well, then how, I'm going how, to agree. That's how confident I am in, 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 in what you're saying. Um, oh, here they take uh, a tumble. Time to take a roll, an out-of-focus roll down the hill into the water. Isn't this film still, like, the biggest moneymaker in, in regards to budget? Yeah, I want to say that this is, uh, this is the Godzilla film that sold the most amount of tickets. Yeah. Oh, is that an earthquake, you guys? Or is it that uh, Godzilla and King Kong are rumbling at the bottom of the ocean and it's causing stock footage flood. to appear from other films? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this is also from the Mysterians. And has absolutely nothing to do with the Godzilla film. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still good footage. Good footage. Right. Rumble under the sea, causing mass destruction. All right. So here's the deal. I, uh, I saw this movie a long time ago, obviously. And um, the question here is who won, right? Who's the definitive winner of this film? 
Yes. The actual definitive answer from Toho and from Universal is that King Kong has won. And he's he beat Godzilla and he's swimming back home. Okay, so that's... There you go. Disappeared without a trace. He's right. He's right. No, that's not Godzilla. Oh, that's King Kong. That is King Kong. So... Uh, I read an article when I was younger. <laughs> I think it was in G Fan magazine that was like basically like evidence as to why Godzilla really won and King Kong did not win. <laughs> and so the idea is that uh, Godzilla is am- is you know amphibious and he l- essentially lives under the water. So like when King Kong and Godzilla fall into the uh, the ocean, that is you know that's Godzilla's home home turf right there. So there's yeah. no way that King Kong could win underwater. Plus, Godzilla is, beats him, and King Kong swims away. And, and then don't you hear... Is, is it true in the Japanese version that you hear Godzilla's roar? No. No, that is not true. So you hear Kong. Huh. This, that's a, there's a rumor that actually was populated by, um, I think, Famous Monsters of Filmland wrote it initially, and then I think uh, even later on, there was a trivial pursuit game that said that one of the questions was about like two endings to this movie. And there's saying, you know, is there, there's an ending saying there's an ending to the Japanese film where Godzilla wins and the Jap and the American film where King Kong wins. And that is just strictly not true. So, yeah, I, I had heard. Yeah. I knew that there were, there was only one ending filmed. Oh, but is the Japanese version. It, does he roar in the end? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's what I thought. But I'm it not pop possible. But I'm, I guess not. I actually, to be perfectly honest, I don't think that's true. I so just, how do you? So how have you always felt about the ending of this film? Then I, I'm pre- pretty sure I made it clear through the watching of this film that I think it's ridiculous it's that like King Kong no, wins. No, there is no way. Easy, easy. No way. No need to yell into the microphone <laughs> when it's so close to your mouth, Jeff. Is it? Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I yeah. really don't think there's... I think there's no competition for for, for Godzilla. He's, I can tell you, as a child, I always thought that Kong had won. Only because you see him. Right, right. Or, you know, but as I got older, I kind of thought, like, oh, they're just kind of separating and, and going to go on and fight another day in the sequel that never happened. No, but Kong does come back in 1967 for King Kong Escapes, which is a fantastic yes. film as well, and may potentially be one of our uh, commentaries that we do. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for watching King Kong versus Godzilla with us. Thank you to Jeff and to Heather for uh, sitting here and commentating during the film with me. It was yes. a lot of fun. It was a pleasure. And uh, be sure to keep an eye out on uh, kaijucast.com and uh, all the normal avenues that the kaiju cast broadcasts the information to the listeners for our next commentary and uh all the all the cool episodes that we do for the for the normal show at kaijucast.com and uh that's pretty much it so jamata